So here in just a little bit, uh, we're going to be looking at the book of James, uh, chapter 1. James chapter 1 and verse 17. Uh, So if you want to go ahead and flip to that, uh, you can. So James chapter 1 and verse 17. All right, so uh, this morning we're wrapping up the, the Christmas sermon series entitled Lessons Learned. And I thoroughly hope that you have enjoyed uh, the three parts uh, previously to this series and the fourth today. And uh, as I said last week, I I hope God has been speaking to you uh, through this sermon series. He's definitely been speaking to me uh, through it as well. Um, But in the first week of the series, we looked at the quest for the perfect Christmas, the quest for the perfect Christmas. Uh, In the second week, we saw how we can have joy amongst the chaos that we face, uh, specifically here at Christmas time. And last week, we looked at family ties or or family unity and holiday or Christmas traditions that that can uh, contribute to the tapestry of our family's story. Let me ask you, Uh, What is the most perfect or impressive Christmas gift that you have ever received? What is the most perfect Christmas gift that you have ever received? Let me tell you about one of mine. So the original Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, uh, it was released in October of the year 1985. And I remember wanting one some kind of bad. All right, I wanted one of those things. And, and I know uh, what I'm going to tell you was after my family moved here to, to Wilson, uh, we, we moved from Tarboro here to Wilson in the summer of 1988. That's right, right. Okay. Uh, it's good to have uh, confirmation. Um, <laughs> so... Um, but anyway, my aunt and uncle, uh, they came over one December, close to Christmas, if not Christmas Day um, it, itself, and, and asked me to come outside because they had something for me in the trunk of their car. So I ran out, uh, the, the trunk popped up, and uh, it popped open, and, and there, in all of its might, was a Nintendo Entertainment System. And it was a night, uh, I remember, and hopefully I didn't wake up our neighbors, Miss Lou or the Barnes across the street or whoever. But uh, I remember jumping and screaming and just going crazy as soon as my eyes saw what was in the trunk of my aunt and uncle's car, uh, which was the NES console. And, I, you know, like I said, I remember screaming and jumping uh, up and down. And to this day, it's one of the best Christmas presents that I've ever received. Uh, the memories, though, the memories of an NES. Man, all the hours playing Super Mario Brothers, and there were three of those. It was great, okay? And, uh, and, and also Duck Hunt with a little orange gun. Uh, man, uh, it was great. I, I, I love those times. But, um, all right, let me ask you this, too. Like with my aunt and uncle, have you ever been on the quest to find and eventually give the, the, the perfect gift to somebody. Man, have you? Just to be on that quest? 
to, to do that. Uh, this morning, we're going to explore uh, another profound lesson embedded in the Thomas Christmas movie classic, The National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And hey, time out real quick. Someone wrapped up this candy bar uh, with uh, Christmas Vacation packaging on it and, uh, and put it on my desk. So whoever did that, I appreciate you. Okay, and, and I will eat this, okay? I, I will eat this. But, uh, you know, it's not every day that you find Clark W. Griswold Jr. Uh, plugging in his lights on the wrapper of a Christmas or a candy bar, I should say. Um, but that's great. Thank you to, to whoever did that. And some of you have been texting me and all throughout the week. And uh, some of you talked to me this morning that you have caught the movie on TV, uh, especially in the last week or so. And uh, you have watched it. Um, and, uh, and now you know why I gave a disclaimer um, in week one. Um, but anyway, so many lessons learned from Christmas vacation, though. Um, but, uh, but in the midst of, you know, all the twinkling lights and the, and the festive frenzy of the holiday season, uh, we find ourselves drawn into the Griswolds family's misadventures uh, discovering unexpected truths about our own pursuits for the Christmas or the perfect Christmas. Uh, so we, we, you know, we try to do that, all of us. We try to go through everything, the pursuits and everything, to try to get that perfect Christmas. Um, I will say, this is a little extra, uh, I think I mentioned to you that how this Sunday, like the last week of the series, uh, that I was going to use the clip of Clark lighting their house uh, I am not. So when I use a different clip, uh, you know, I know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but that, that is a funny clip or funny moment in that movie. But anyway, so as we embark on this uh, unique journey through the lens of comedy and also chaos, uh, we recognize the universal theme that resonates with many of us, the quest for the elusive, perfect Christmas gift uh, much like Clark Griswold's determination to create the most stereotypical family celebration, we often find ourselves entangled in the tinsel of material pursuits, hoping to capture that elusive moment of perfection. <clears throat> in the uproarious escapades of the Griswold family, uh, we witness the chaos that ensues when our focus shifts to the uh, external trappings of this season. You know what I'm talking about? You know, the perfectly trimmed tree, the flawlessly wrapped presents, and that picture-perfect straight off a magazine cover or some kind of Hallmark movie, decorated home. Yet nestled within the humor and the mayhem, there lies a deeper narrative, a story that invites us, you and I, to pause, to reflect, and, re and, and to rediscover the true gift that Christmas offers beyond all the glitter and all, all the glitz that's out there this time of year. So join me one more time as the layers of laughter, chaos, and unexpected grace uh, within the movie Christmas Vacation are unwrapped. And let these Humorous lessons got us toward a, a more profound understanding of what the true gift of Christmas 
really is. Together, let us explore the transformative power of redirecting our focus from the material to the meaningful. Ultimately, rediscovering the enduring spirit that makes this season, Christmas time, truly special. The big idea this morning is the pursuit of the perfect Christmas can lead to chaos in our lives. But in the midst of material pursuits, there is an opportunity to rediscover the true gift of Christmas. All right, so uh, diving into today's sermon, let's look at the quest for the perfect Christmas gift. The quest for the perfect Christmas gift. You know, for Clark Griswold, it was getting his family the perfect Christmas gift of an in-ground swimming pool. Upon hearing what Clark was going to use his work bonus to buy, his, his, work, le- his work colleague, I should say, Bill, replied, you are the last true family man. When, when Clark told Bill what he was going to use his bonus on. With giving the, the perfect gift in mind, it's not easy, is it? How many of you guys know um, people that just buy what they want right then and there? Drew Pippen, my brother, is like that. So you know what he wants for Christmas? Money. Money. So uh, it's, it's hard to shop for my brother. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but it's not easy to, to get that perfect Christmas gift uh, for someone. I mean, most of the time you have uh, cultural expectations and so many pressures on you during the holiday season or, you know, this time of the year. I mean, giving gifts in itself is one. Um, you don't, you, you don't want to let down your family or your friends or, or work colleagues or, or, or those kind of people. After all, you know, those people are expecting you to get them something. So that adds some pressure, uh, you know, this time of year. Decorating, as we've talked about throughout this whole series, is another pressure that a lot of people face uh, this time of year to get all their decorations up and just right. Uh, family traditions. We talked about that some last week. Um, but that's a pressure. You know, what happens if a family tradition does not happen this year? What happens? Social events or hosting a Christmas get-together. How many of you have hosted already, either at your house or maybe a, a, a venue somewhere? Um, but yeah, uh, that's a lot of pressure, but hey, uh, you, you are looking at a date on the calendar and you're like, oh, I got to get all my decorating done. I got to make sure all the food's done. I got to make sure the table is set or hey, if you're not cooking, you got to make sure you order through that catering service and make sure that they get it right. Okay. Um, but that adds a lot of stress, uh, to that situation. Another thing to consider is when it comes to all these things, you need to consider your finances. (laughs) Your finances. I mean, there's definitely financial strain this time of year. So you might ask yourself, can you afford to do that? (laughs) You might ask yourself that question. After decorating, 
doing the annual family tradition things, uh, hosting all the events, do you even have the money or the funds to buy that perfect Christmas gift? You know, maybe right now, even as you're hearing me talk, I'm giving some of you PTSD. And uh, I'm sorry about that. Um, But I'm hoping that you already uh, have purchased your gifts or or gotten that perfect gift for someone by now because, hey, it's December 24th. It's Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, going up and down Forest Hills Road yesterday, we saw how busy the Walmart parking lot was. So... Um, but hey, like I said, it's Christmas Eve. Hopefully you got your, all your shopping done by now. But a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you how Jordan Ar- Armel, um, he, uh, he, he has shared with me about how he waits until Christmas Eve to shop. Okay. Uh, he kind of joked with me that day that he waits until today, uh, until Christmas Eve, the day of Christmas Eve, uh, to go out and shop because the supplies are limited and he only is going to get what the stores are offering or what's on the shelf. Uh, and, you know, with that, it's more of a laid-back approach, uh, I think. Um, and, and, you know, I know other people that are like that too. But, hey, uh, you know, Jordan told me last Sunday on the 17th that he had already started his Christmas shopping uh, for this season. So um, I think they may be back in the back. But, um, but I will say Kristen, Annalee, Ken, don't worry, Jordan has already started shopping for your gifts. So he's not just going to go out today and, and, and get those gifts. So uh, good job, Jordan. Um, but, uh, but this morning, let's take a look at God's Word. Uh, let's look at the book of James, like, like I told you to flip to earlier. Uh, chapter 1 and uh, verse 17. James chapter 1 and verse 17. It says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. After reading this, don't beat yourself up trying to get or find that perfect gift. Because you're never really going to truly find it here in this world. Um, So where did the James passage say that you will find the good and the perfect gift? From above, absolutely. So, you know, we're not there yet. We're not above. We're not in heaven. We're not in the kingdom of God. But we want to be. We need to keep our eyes on the perfect gift because we would like to see it one day. Thinking about so-called perfect gifts in this life, though, we often run into, and this is my second point, uh, the chaos of material pursuits, the chaos of material pursuits. In the movie Christmas Vacation, Clark had had gone and he had done some shopping for gifts. He had the gifts wrapped and he wanted to hide them up in the family attic. Speaking of which, did y'all ever snoop around to try to find your, your Christmas gifts before Christmas? Um, I will say, and my mom knows this, but um, my, her mom, my grandma Eva, I always knew leading up to Christmas, maybe after Thanksgiving or so, every time we went down to Washington to grandma's house, I knew she always hid the gifts in the closet of the bedroom across from hers. 
So little old me, I would always go down there, open that closet door, and my eyes would get big. Um, so, so that was great. Um, but, uh, but I love snooping around, uh, especially at Grandma Eva's house. But, uh, but going back to the movie, uh, Clark gets up in the attic, and he starts stowing away gifts, and, well, this happens. So, uh, a lesson learned there, uh, if you see an attic door down, or, or the ladder down, please make sure you, you call up uh, to make sure, uh, if, if, see if anybody's up there, uh, before you shut it, before you shut it back. Um, but anyway, um, but from this movie clip, you saw presents that must have been forgotten about. You know, that, that's something. Um, some presents, you know, have been stowed away, it looked like, for years and years. And uh, they became dusty, they had spider webs on them, and like I said, they probably just were forgotten about. Um, but that's how it is sometimes, you know, even with gifts that we do receive. Uh, for example, that Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, you know, that I received. Uh, you know, in my mind, it was the most perfect gift at that time, 
But now here in the year uh, 2023, in the month of December, I don't even know where that thing is. Um, I mean, it, it eventually stopped working, uh, as things like that do. Uh, it was thrown out, and now it wastes away these days in a landfill somewhere, probably here in the Wilson County landfill, far underneath a pile of trash. And that's how it is. You see, our so-called perfect gifts, they lose their value. They, they lose their luster. Let's take a look at Jesus' words in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 6 and verses 19 through 21 there. Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Jesus was right. And guess what? Jesus is still right today. Uh, the things or the treasures, if you will, that this world gives us, they'll rot. They'll be destroyed by moths and vermin. They might even be stolen. They may be forgotten about and covered with dust, just as we saw in that movie clip. And a very high percentage of our favorite gifts our perfect gifts will more than likely be thrown out and will wind up in a landfill somewhere. You see, we need to reflect on the fact that material possessions, they're temporary. And most of the time, a focus on them, it can lead to a feeling of emptiness inside of us as humans as people it's hard isn't it to keep our thoughts and feelings and things like uh, things like that off of the worldly possessions but jesus he told us in this passage from matthew to think about and store up treasures that we can only find above in heaven that's what jesus wants us to do you know those gifts those treasures will not leave us with an empty feeling inside. But instead of winding up in a landfill somewhere, those gifts, those treasures, these things that Jesus is talking about, they are going to last for an eternity. This morning, I pray that we can just switch our focus Let's switch from worrying about or finding pleasure in worldly material possessions and let's rediscover the true gift. Let's rediscover the true gift of Christmas. You know, towards the end of the movie Christmas Vacation, Clark shares a moment with his kids and Cousin Eddie's kids surrounded by the entire family about the so-called true meaning of Christmas. This is what Clark quotes in the movie. He says, the Christmas star. It's all that matters tonight. It's not bonuses or gifts or turkeys or trees, he says. He says, you see, kids, 
It means something different to everybody. And now I know what it means to me. Clark Griswold says this, after all the chaos that unfolded to him and to his family, that night, that Christmas Eve night, and the days leading up to that, but that star, and I'm putting star in quotation marks, because if you've seen the movie, it is not a star that is shining that light in the sky. But, but the star that they thought it was, they thought it was the Christmas star. We know back, uh, you know, with the first Christmas in mind, that a star rose in the sky and it guided the magi, the wise men, from the east on their journey to the Christ child there in Bethlehem. Oh, the Christ child, the true gift of Christmas. Let me ask you all this question. Do you have an Echo or a, some kind of Alexa device at your house? Does anybody have one of those? Okay, Aaron and I do. And, uh, you know, those things are neat when a package or an order that you have ordered from Amazon arrives. Um, it, they light up. It will let you know. And um, they will let you know if this or that came. And, you know, that thing is like every day <laughs> for like the month of December, that thing has been telling us, oh, so-and-so, you know, so, such and such has arrived. But, you know, it, it does respect the privacy of Christmas gifts because it says, oh, the package or the order has arrived. So I, I thank Amazon. Whoever created that, man, that, that's good. So Aaron won't find out through the Echo, through the Amazon uh, Alexa device uh, what she got. But, uh, but those things are neat. Um, you know, they, they light up. You have a, a yellow light that glows when it's got something to tell you. And I, I can ask it, hey, uh, hey uh, Alexa, because um, I have two different devices in our house, one upstairs and one downstairs, and one's named Echo and one's name is Alexa. Um, anyway, um, so but I'm like, hey, do I have any notifications? And it'll tell me, and, and that's great. But, uh, but speaking of the Christ child, um, the true gift for all of mankind, something better than an Echo device or Alexa announced to the shepherds that night that the true gift of Christmas had come. Steve uh, used the same scripture that I'm about to use um, in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 11. This is better than a man-made device. But it says, The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. You know, I, I get excited when I see the Echo device glowing. I get excited about that. But going back to that first Christmas, there was no little yellow light glowing that night on a device. It was a surprise. It was maybe a bit terrifying when an angel of the Lord just appeared in the night sky and shared the announcement with those shepherds. 
I often wonder what that moment was like for them. You know, personally, I think I would have definitely been terrified or scared in the darkness of night with sheep making their noises. And you hear the the other sounds of nature around. And all of a sudden, something just appears out of nowhere. And you see it's an angel of the Lord. But after that initial shock, what joy those shepherds must have felt. After the angel told the shepherds of how they would find the Christ child, they just didn't stay there on that hillside. They left and they ventured into Bethlehem right away. And can you imagine what it was like when those shepherds, when they got to the manger? What it must have been like for them. You know, this isn't from the movie Christmas Vacation, but every year uh, my wife Erin and I, we like to watch uh, this movie, The Nativity Story. Um, and, and in that movie, I love how they captured this moment that I'm talking about. Um, so you see the shepherds in the top picture there, uh, finding the Christ child. And you can see, especially a, a, a zoomed-in, close-up picture of this older shepherd's face here, that it got to them. And in the movie, man, it gets me every time. You see the shepherd just putting his hand on Jesus. And, and that face is what follows. Man, the true gift of Christmas. It's the best gift that anybody till this day can receive. You know, as we wrap up today uh, with this particular sermon and the whole series, again, let me just encourage you and challenge you to shift your focus from material gifts or pursuits to the eternal and the perfect gifts that come only from God. Gifts such as joy and love and peace Intentionally seek moments of those things, of those feelings that I just mentioned. Seek moments today, tomorrow, and really throughout the rest of our lives. There are several practical ways that you can do this. Showing the world and teaching the world through your joy, through your love, through your peace, who exactly it is that you live for. And hopefully by doing that, you'll introduce them to the true, the perfect, and the best gift for all of mankind that we will ever receive. Jesus Christ, the Christ child, who left the splendor of heaven to come to this earth to live, to teach, to lead by example, to die, And was resurrected so death would be conquered. Because he did all this. We have the opportunity one day to live with him through salvation. Through grace. When life ends for us. 
here on this earth. Let's pray. God, we love you. We just thank you so much for sending Jesus. We are here this morning, not because of Christmas trees or decorations or giving gifts to that person or this person. We are here because of Jesus. And we thank you so much again, my God, for sending him. We know since the beginning of of human life on this planet, things changed. Things did not go according to plan. But God, we're thankful that you had a plan. You knew that we would mess up, that we would sin, that we would fall short of your glory. And we thank you so much for Jesus. How he was the answer of us falling short. God, this morning, I I just pray that we can truly just keep our, our minds on things above. As your son taught us. God, things here of this world, they're temporary. And they may bring us joy for a certain amount of time. But the joy that we can find in you, my God, it lasts forever. And I just pray that we can give our lives to you and your son and believe in in the crucifixion and, and the resurrection. And I'm ready, and I hope everybody's ready to, to spend eternity enjoying these true and, and perfect gifts that we can only find above. Be with us this Christmas and always. And I pray this in your name. Amen. So again, just keep your eyes focused on the true gift of Christmas. Not just here at Christmas time, but throughout the whole year. And if you need to make a decision uh, to follow this true gift, or just rededicate yourself to follow following this true gift, won't you come down this morning during this closing song, and let me talk to you about how you can do that. But again, Merry Christmas. Let's uh, let's stand and let's sing this song.